0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. Today, I am joined here, meeting for the first time, my good friend already, Moksh Giuliani. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Giuliani. Giuliani. That's fine. I'm sorry. Okay. Good to have you on, man. Appreciate it. It's good to be on. Absolutely. Um, Saw you at the banquet yesterday. The athletic banquet. It was really good. I don't know when this is going to be posted, so maybe the athletic banquet was weeks ago, but time we're filming this. It was all good. You won an award. I did. What did you win?
1: I won the first year award. The first year award, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and what sport do you play? I played soccer in, uh, in the fall and winter, and I played basketball in the fall as well. Okay. Yeah. Just so join in everything. You got, yeah. I'm going to do like four sports next
0: year. Oh, sh- nice. Yeah. Good time management. Hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. The uh, first year award, what, what does that mean? Just, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but just for anyone who, who isn't involved with sports.
1: Right. Uh, well, so basically, the, the fact that they had a bunch of individual awards, right? There were a bunch of different criterias and my captain, he sent it to me and he was like, I think you should probably sign up for this. Yeah. The way it works is you just need to ask people to nominate you for something that they think you deserve. Yeah. So the first year award specifically, it was about sportsmanship. It was obviously awarded to a first year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just asked my friends, I was like, Hey, if you think I deserve this, then go ahead and nominate me. And well, it all worked out.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And you also, I thought it was kind of funny, you won a raffle prize. I did. But you a little late to the stage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Uh, well, Basically, um, my friend had left early, right? Yeah. So we had his ticket. So I was looking at his ticket and mine was on the table. Oh, okay. So I was reading off of what I thought was mine. Yeah. But it was actually my friends who had already left. And then the guy sitting next to me, he was like, "Bill, look at your ticket. Because uh, I was like, wait, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. He said, no, no, this one's yours. And it was 625, which is the number that they called out. Absolutely. And I was like, I got one. That's me.
0: Moksh runs to the stage. He's like, no, it it was a Raptors
1: jersey, right? It was, yeah. Very cool. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Mm. Beauty. I don't watch NBA. You don't watch NBA? I I try. I try. But it's like there's so many games that it's tough to follow. That's fair. That's fair. But
0: like you play, so you play basketball and soccer. Those are the two sports that like you're interested in. Like do you watch, I know you say you don't watch it regularly, but if you had to watch something.
1: I watch soccer. All the time. Soccer. Yeah. I support Manchester United, which was a bit of a bad life decision on my part, (laughs) but it's fine. We move. I watch cricket a lot. I mean, being from India, it's like, it's kind of natural for me. (coughs) Yeah. Or since I've come here, I haven't been able to watch because it's not available anywhere except for illegal websites. (laughs) Plus the timings, time zones and all that. True. Yeah. I try to watch basketball. Like I always watch the playoff games every season. And yeah, that's more or less it. I watch F1. F1. F1.
0: There is what happened recently. Who's, who's, I was, he came second recently?
1: Yeah, he did. He started from 15, still came second. It's okay. ridiculous at this point.
0: This is, yeah. I've never met more F1 fans than when I got to university. I don't know why. So many people love F1. I
1: think it's all because of Drive to Survive. Like in the past two, that's three years, point. it's gained a lot of popularity. Yeah. And that's all thanks to Netflix, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. And I was talking to my friend, Adam, he's an F1 fan. He was telling me how a few, there was, I don't know, this must've been, maybe it was a long time ago, but there's a controversy where two of the racers on the same team, like kind of crashed into each other to make sure they won. Is that a famous thing? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? To make sure like, like they wanted the championship over the other guy. And it was like, they're kind of sabotaging their race in that Are you talking about, like,
1: was it last year? I don't know why this Uh from if I, if I'm thinking of what you're referring yeah. to, what happened is the guy who was in first place right Lewis Hamilton mm. is widely regarded as one of the best of all time. He's won 7 world championships, yep. which is the joint most with Michael Schumacher. Okay. Michael, yeah, Michael Schumacher. So, he was in the lead. Now, the whole season Red Bull and Mercedes had been like at it. Yeah. Like side to side. And they those are like right. usually the top 2 teams and Porsche, yeah.
0: yeah. Those are
1: the, no, like very Ferrari, sorry, yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Porsche is, I forgot if Porsche, it's either Porsche or Audi, one of them's joining in 2026. Okay, okay. Right now it's just uh like for the top three, yeah. what's regarded as the big three, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Yeah. Currently Red Bull's the only one who's actually doing good. But as for last season, it was a it's not even last season, I'm sorry. It was two seasons ago now at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it was twenty twenty one. It was the end of twenty twenty one. That was the biggest controversy in recent times. Okay. So Lewis Hamilton was in first within like five laps of the championship ending. So they were level on points going into the race. So basically, whoever finished in higher place would win the championship. And suddenly, this guy, as people like to refer to him, Nicholas Gotifi, a fellow Canadian, he crashed, which led to a safety car. And safety car regulations, I'm not going to get into all that, but basically, the race director... He bent the rules so that we can have racing, like proper racing. He said we wanted, we came to see car racing, right? Yeah. Which was wrong, basically. Okay. Like the bottom line is he bent the rules when he wasn't supposed to. Right. So in the final lap, Verstappen overtook Hamilton and he won. And it's still causing controversy like two years later. Oh, I
0: do remember hearing about yeah. that, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That was, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know.
0: it. How much of F1 is really the racer? Because this is my main argument all the time with with people is that is it really not just like the best whoever makes the best car like whichever car drives faster because primarily it, yes like how much skill is there really on like the driver's side
1: i'd say quite a lot to be yeah? honest for starters they pull like eight to ten g's on that thing or or i mean just so like different physicality uh, physical, okay yeah between like between fix. the racers okay yeah, yeah yeah i get that for starters though physicality wise it's insane yeah like People try to claim that F1 isn't a sport, which I don't agree with, yeah. because it's really tough. Yeah. But the thing about ability is, like, racing ability purely is these drivers, right? They they go karting a lot. Yeah. And when that happens, it's quite competitive. I'd say it's more it's more competitive in the sense that it's more tight or more close than an actual F1 race. Right. The reason for that is that when they're going karting, all the carts are on the same level, more or less, as far as I know. Again, I'm no expert, right? No, yeah. uh, but when it comes to the actual races in F1, yes, it is primarily down to whoever can make the best car, whoever has the most budget. Mm, like for example, Red Bull, they have, uh, I think their chief engineer, I'm not sure what position it is. There's a guy named Adrian Newey. He's been in the game for like 20 years, more maybe. Yeah. I think it's 30. <laughs> it's all down to basically the people they have, the car they can make. But even after that, there's always a difference between teammates, right? Mm. Like you can have Max Verstappen finishing in first place in the championship, but Sergio Perez might finish in fourth or fifth Which they're on the same team. Yes. They're on the same team. Yeah Yeah. So there's two reasons for that one is ability wise in my opinion Verstappen is a slightly better driver. Mm -hmm. Yes but the other thing is that teams themselves always prefer one driver right which causes a lot of controversy as well makes sense yeah Yeah. i heard that where it's like you don't even if you could get
0: potentially get the two best guys you wouldn't want that you'd kind of want an a driver and a b driver yeah which like like what's what's the main what's the reason behind that
1: basically when you have two drivers racing each other in the same team yeah it's just going to lead to a lot of conflict uh for example if you if like three or four laps in a row you spend driver a behind driver b Uh, They're just battling each other instead of actually trying to move up the field. Hmm. So the problem the thing with that is There's one there's the there's the like racing championship, but there's also the constructors championship So what mainly actually matters to them is who wins the constructors championship? Okay So they need to maximize the team's points. Yeah, instead of maximizing one person's points and their strategy for that is that one person They focus on to get them to win the race or to do the best the other person's like the support driver Yeah, of course they win race sometimes sergio perez won the last race but then again that was cuz of a and started from 15 got it
0: yeah. have you ever like dreamed of being a race car driver yourself
1: i at one point yeah. yes definitely yeah i would love to go karting i would love to go see an f1 race
0: is f1 big in india
1: yes now yeah. now it is i okay. know i know at one point like, post netflix sort of was yes but then again like in 2012 and i think 11 or 13 there was a race in India the two races so in both those years yeah both of them won by Sebastian Vettel so he's the only person in history to win on that track okay after that there was some there was some tax issues basically where the government started begging for taxes they were like no oh, you have to give us this money you have to give us that money yeah and they couldn't carry on oh, okay so, and the controversy is still going on like in the courts and stuff it's been like ten years Jeez, are you born in India no, I was born in Canada. You were actually. born in Canada. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's your background?
0: Like what was the story? How did your family, I guess, move here? Your parents are from India? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. How, how did they come here? So sometime before 2000, my dad got a job offer in Canada, right? Yep. So he moved to Canada and he met my mom. They eventually got married. My mom was also from India. Yeah. They met in India as well, but then they got married, came to Canada. They had my brother in <laughs> 2001. Sorry. They had me in 2004. And I was only in Canada for a year. So I was born in British Columbia, Vancouver, yep. Yep. Burnaby, not Vancouver. <laughs> it's the same thing. Basically. Basically, yeah. Uh, I was only here for a year. Yep. We moved to Atlanta after that, okay. in Georgia. Yep. Yeah. And I was there for around eight years, I think. Eight or seven or eight years. I was eight years old. Yeah. So seven years. Nice. I was there for seven years and then we moved to Delhi in India.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it was all over the place. When did you come back? To U of T. Are like, are your your parents still in Delhi? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So in the summers, do you go back?
1: Well, I'm going back this summer. Yeah. Again, I'm first year, so. Right,
0: right, yeah. right. Makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. You are studying Rotman. Yes. <laughs> How are you finding that?
1: Not bad. Not bad. First term was a little tough, but okay. I think just mentally, physically, I had not adjusted to being here. Yeah, true. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing a lot better this term. I think Rotman itself, it's, it's a very competitive course, definitely. Yeah. But it's not technically tough, okay. as in you need to, the when it comes to the study material, when it comes to the exams, when it comes to the assignments, it's not too tough. Okay. The main problem is you always have every single person in the program trying to get like one up on you mm. because it's just the way it's built. Mm-hmm. So the program itself is not bad, but when it comes to the people in the program, that's where it gets tough.
0: I see. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Because we actually just talked about Rutman on the last episode we shot. And my take on it, see if you agree with this or or what you have to say, but like you said, the the workload, like the actual work that you need to do in Rotman is not as hard. Like it's easier than the work you'd have to do in art side, for example, like if you're doing a math major or a CS major, for example. But I also believe that the work that you guys are doing is more important. It's more, or maybe not more important, but more applicable. Like it is more useful knowledge that you guys are getting compared to the art side students. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: I prefer not to speak no <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone <laughs> okay fair fair we're not gonna get uh, most canceled but uh, one thing I'll say is I agree with the first part for sure yeah. that the work that people are in like life science majors and all that what they do the work they do is specifically in university and the assignments and all much tougher right, right? The programs themselves much tougher when it comes to the work that we're actually doing like practically applying to life, <laughs> okay. Okay. Understood.
0: Understood. Cause I yeah, like I had an interest in in doing Rotman, but I like I didn't think of it till second year, which is basically very difficult to to yeah. get into after instead of like you have to pretty much go on straight mm-hmm. from high school, right? Um do you have any favorite Rotman professors? Because Michael Kahn. Mike same. Same. I love Michael Kahn. Michael Kahn is my favorite professor I've ever had because I took him for an MGT course. Yeah which is like... MGT100, right? MGT100, yeah. It's the same thing as RSM100. Okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, all the... For some reason, I don't know, I love the charisma that the Rotman professors have mm. compared to the Artside professors. Not mm. saying that the Artside professors aren't good. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, the it's a different level of energy It's that the, the Rotman whole, professors
1: bring. You know, you have to be social, you have to network, it's yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't think you can be in a field like whatever Rotman leads you to, like finance, investing, whatever. Yeah. You can't be in a field like that and not know how to talk to people. True, and and You're honestly, not that's not go anywhere if you can. Yeah, that's the case for a lot of fields, though. Like even beyond rock. True, of course. Yeah, but like for development specifically, it's a, it's a requirement. Basically. It's like absolutely necessary. Yeah. yeah. and then the professors do a good job of embodying yeah. that. What uh, one thing I'll say about Michael Khan, he's yeah. I think he's a great professor. I struggled with that program a bit, that's with that course sorry a bit though, simply for the fact that he says everything I say is testable. And That's I missed quote. a few of his classes. <laughs> oh shoot! So that yeah. that led to a few problems. And there were a couple lectures where he where he brings on like guest speakers, right? Yeah, yeah. Those were boring. Did you not have That's the boring. Starbucks CEO? We had, uh, yeah, Howard Bewa, I think his name is. Or he was, yeah, the former Starbucks, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Ron Montero. We had another guy who I can't be bothered to remember. <laughs> Sean Mullen. I honestly, I liked most of them.
0: Yeah, I know it was very interesting. Like at the very end of the course, like end of the semester he asked the class um what i guess their their favorite basically the favorite part of class was like what did they like most about the semester and i said to him i like i don't it has nothing to do with the material you guys are teaching i just like am a big fan of the way you guys are presenting yourselves Hmm. on stage because i think that is important for a lot of people to take from it's more than just being able to remember all this information. It's literally how you prevent right. present yourself yeah. in the world day to day. But yeah, no, Michael Kahn's a, I don't know, I like him. He's a great personality. If you he's check a G. he's a G. He is a G. He if you check his uh his Rate My Professor, it's a very polarized. I feel like a lot of students yeah, either are like Michael have, Kahn's
1: the best. I've seen that. Oh he's the worst. Or he's the worst yeah. guy ever, right?
0: Yeah. I'm I'm currently with uh David Goldreich.
1: I don't know if you've had him. Me as well. He's yeah. good, right? He is. I like him. He's he's my second favorite so far. There you go. The thing with Michael Kahn is, I, he, I'd say he's my favorite simply because of the way he presents himself. It's yep. the same for Goldreich, of course. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I I have more interest in Goldreich's course, mm-hmm. but statistically speaking, I was better at uh, RSM 100, yep. Michael Kahn's, yep. because I'd done that in school. True. So just the course itself, even though, yes, the problem that like he says, everything I say is testable, right? Iconic quote. Yeah. Uh, because I missed a few classes, it got a little tough in some areas. Yet I, at least from the textbook, I knew everything already. Mm-hmm. For finance, it's a little tougher. So I think it's just the course itself is what leads me to make that differentiation between having like Michael Kahn as the top professor and then Goldreich as the second.
0: Absolutely. No, that's good. I also think that there's a, there's a bit of an age gap where Michael mm. Kahn's a little younger. I think he's a little more relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldreich is. I mean, there's something to aspire to be able to be. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but Obviously, he's older than Michael Kahn, and he still has that energy level, which is yeah. like very impressive. Exactly, because most guys, when they reach his age, would just like be calling it yeah. right. Yeah. But he every morning, Monday morning, we have his class. Every Monday morning, he's he's ready. So that's uh, that's definitely good to see. In terms of Rotman, in terms of finance, what we're talking about, I'll ask you, what do you see as as life success? Is it? Do you think money is the way to measure it?
1: I know. No. No. Uh this is this is sort of a cringe cliché answer, but I just think satisfaction is the way to measure it because you can have someone who's a millionaire, you can have someone who's a billionaire who's always striving for more who doesn't believe they're successful yet. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like until I make like the Forbes top 30 right. for something, I'm not successful. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the definition of success for a poor man could be to be able to provide two or three meals a day for his family. True. So Generally speaking, success is just being able to meet your goals yep. and being able to strive for more, like being capable to do that, mm-hmm. whatever your personal goals are. But specifically speaking, for someone who's in Rotman, success is money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: True. There's, yeah, there's a lot of different ways I've tried to find. I mean, I guess there's, there's not one specific answer, but there's different ways, different lenses you can look at mm-hmm. it. I. When I was younger, like in high school, one of the I guess one of my takes was success being to be successful is to achieve more than what was expected of you. So if you're, let's say, I don't know, if, if you're born into a very bad household, let's say your parents are addicted to drugs, you didn't get fed well growing up whatever you were also like, because of that in high school, let's say you're running the streets and you're selling drugs and all this terrible stuff, committing crimes. Mm. Success could literally be just like getting a job at yeah. Subway and selling, yeah. and selling. Or in getting in an ed- s- a proper education or something. Right. right? You know yeah. what I mean? So that like, that is success because your start mm. was so like, you were down here and you climbed up. Yeah. Whereas mm. if you were, if you were born t- by like, if you're the son of a millionaire yeah, and you just kind of.
1: Success is creating your own legacy. I'd right. Say. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the thing. It's not that anyone born rich can't become successful. Like, if you look at, like, Donald Trump was born into millions, mm. but then he became, like, the president. Yeah. So that's that's still achieving more than exactly. what, I guess, your parents mm. did. Mm. So it's kind of like... Definitely. You have to upgrade every generation.
1: That's the thing. It just depends on... It depends on your life situation. So you can't necessarily quantify it, Yeah. I'd say. But, yeah, like I said, success in general is just, just doing... Like well, like you said, just rather just doing more than what was expected of you. Hundred percent.
0: How focused are you right now on on school being your your key to success? Do you think that that Rotman's going to be your your kind of entrance into the world of
1: of work, or, or... I would certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be paying this much to them. Fair. Uh, in in all fairness, I was born in Canada, so I'm paying less than most people around me. Yeah. But still, again. The whole like depends on how you were born. I know people who, for them, it's like pocket change. For me, it's I have a brother. He's yeah. about to go into his into his graduate program, so it's a little tough. Yeah, absolutely. As in, I need to make sure that I make it worth it. It's not like, yeah, I dropped a solid hundred k for four years. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No, I um, I'd certainly hope so. I can't say for sure where like if if and hopefully when hmm. like get success in life. I can't say for sure where it'll come from or what will be the defining factor. Yeah. But I definitely hope that this is a very major part of that. 100%.
0: Yeah. And, and with Rotman, like you said, there's a lot of networking. Is that yeah. like, how big
1: is that in first year? Very big. Very big? Very big. Like events, what? Like yeah. just talking to people in class? Just, just go to as many events as you can. Yeah. Go to your classes. Speak to whoever's sitting around you. Mm-hmm. It's tough what I'll say is it sort of becomes a toxic culture that you always have to go out. You always have to be with people. You always have to be social, which is not true. Like there's this culture, there's this belief that networking is the most important thing, right? Yes, it is, but people put too much stress on it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So there's a way to do it without not having time for yourself. Cause there are people who believe that networking means never being alone, never Mm -hmm. being with yourself, never being in your own thoughts. You always have to be with someone else. Right. Then again, there's another aspect of it where, and Michael Kahn teaches this, or was it Sean Mullen? I'm not sure. It was in RSM 100 that he taught this. Basically, networking, people believe that networking is just talking about yourself. Yeah. Like you introduce yourself to the other person. No, you have to let the other person introduce themselves to you. Right. So they teach that in the course. It's like, when it comes to networking, what you have to make sure you do is that you ask them questions. mm mm-hmm. People, when, when it comes to networking, what they try to do is they just go on and on. They can do it on themselves. for hours about themselves. Mm. And it doesn't work. So the best way to do it is to make sure you keep a solid, like, I'd say, work-life or study-life balance mm-hmm. where you are networking as much as you can. But then you also make sure that you're not, like, going crazy. You're like, oh, I have to go here. I have to go there. I have to speak to this guy. I have to say, I have to meet as many people as I can. No, not necessary. 100%. And when you are, you need to make sure that you actually make it what it's about. You know, you, you get to know the other person. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just getting connected on LinkedIn. That's not going to do anything.
0: True. Yeah. Very true. There is a kind of a reputation, I wouldn't say a reputation, but critique that people are only go- going there to kind of gain off each other, which isn't bad, but it's like it's it's some people think it's just using other people. Like, Do networking events work as well
1: as as people say they do? I can't say for sure. Mm. I've been to a couple. I haven't been to as many as I would like, again, because had I been to more, I would have had a more solid answer. Right. But I think the thing with it is that, yes, they definitely try to gain off each other. Like I said, basically what people are trying to do is they're trying to get connections on LinkedIn. Yeah. Students, at least, most of them. Mm. So when it comes to going to a networking event, when it's about speaking to people in class, anything like that, a lot of people, they are definitely just trying to, they're like, they're, they're trying to talk to you, yes. They want to make themselves feel better about themselves. Yep. I know a lot of people who do that. They'll speak to you just so that they can prove that they're better. Mm. And that happens in networking events as well. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is if you're going to a networking event, you can make it useful and you can make it useful in a positive way, right? Like in a morally right way there's people who make it useful in a questionable way mm. as in they connect with all these people, they speak to them, but they don't do it the right way. I guess the
0: approach is what matters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cause like, yeah, like at, this, at the start when I met, like I said, people are trying to gain off each other. I mean, that's kind of like life. Like everyone's that's trying true. to gain off each other. Like when you hang out with your best friend, the only reason you guys hang out is because both of you gain something from each other's yeah. time. Right. That, I mean this whole, this podcast, I am speaking to you right now because I have something to gain. From talking Mm. to you on this podcast you have something to gain from getting on this platform Mm. and also like we it's a mutually beneficial transaction right but when the approach is wrong when it's just like I don't know kind of awkward like you said if someone's just talking about themselves it's it's it doesn't come off as as I guess positively or well-intentioned you know what I mean so that's definitely interesting but yeah I like that point about talking about the other person Mm. because like you can people love themselves so yeah. if you give a, ch- a person a chance to just you know tell you about Ooh. who they are they're going to love the conversation they're going to think they like you exactly. but they're actually just telling about themselves exactly. they love themselves that's, that's the whole point that's it's smart it makes a lot of sense um do you have any aspirations beyond school do you think long term like that i do yeah. yeah what what are what are some big
1: things you see for your future do you, work-wise, uh, in what sense
0: do you mean? Work-wise, family-wise? Oh, okay.
1: Work-wise, I would love to be in New York for a few years. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. one of my main goals. But that's not as long-term. That's like within a couple of years after yep. graduating. Yeah. Um, The reason is, again, I'm in Rotman. It's just, it's just how it is. Yeah. If I want to earn money, it's one of the best places to go. True. It's tough living there with what with the rent and just the whole city itself. It's very, very busy. Yeah. And my me myself personally, I'm more of like a laid back guy, I'd say, I enjoy city life, but I prefer the suburbs. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for my family, it's more like much more long term. It's like 15, 20 years down the line. I want to make sure that I'm near them. Okay. So like my parents are in India yep. and they're probably gonna be there for a while. But I have a plan which is probably gonna move back to Atlanta, mm. probably. Okay. Either Atlanta or somewhere in the US. Yeah. So if I am there, then long term, I want my parents to move to back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and so that they can be near me. Right. Because the time that we were in the U.S., what I saw was that my parents were always like sort of struggling with the fact that their own like my grandparents, their parents were so far away. Yeah, yeah. So just meeting them, just speaking to them would get tough. And I don't want that same situation to happen. True. So f- long term family wise, that's what I think. I just want to be able to provide for them. And I want them to be near me that's great that's a good thing to
0: to hope for yeah my my grandparents live an hour and a half away Mm -hmm. which like even that like we don't see them too often so um, no it is nice I I, I'm a big fan of like large family units Mm -hmm. because it's helpful especially if you're like raising kids too, like with that type of environment just to have grandparents around whatever aunts uncles cousins all that type of stuff Do, do you have a big family or no
1: Relatively, yes. As in, I'm not close with the extended family. Yeah. Um, some of them live in Australia. Some of them live in the States. Australia? Live in, yeah. Oh, sh- Like four or five of them. Okay. Some of them live in the States. Some of them live in India. Yeah. But those that are in India, yes, they're all nearby. Like Delhi, Noida, just the whole surrounding area, yeah. basically. Um. So yeah, I have a large family, but not necessarily close with all of them. So I'd say when it comes to, when someone asks me about my family, the only thought that comes to mind is my parents and my brother. Right. Right. Nice. And
0: older brother, younger brother? Older. Older? Yeah. Nice. How's your guys' relationship? Very nice. Yeah? yeah. I That's miss good. him a lot. I haven't seen him since August. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that, like, nowadays, I mean, I don't know about sisters. I can't speak for sisters, but a lot of the brothers I meet, or, you know, not, not even brothers, like siblings, a lot of the siblings I meet aren't as close as I think, like, they should be. Yeah. Like, it kind of surprises me when you're not, like, like, they are, like, siblings who really hate each other, like, dislike each other. Like, they're not, they don't have close friendships at all, which is, like, at the end of the day, like, that's, like, the one person or, like, the main friend that, like, almost could never
1: stab you in the back, Mm. right? Because you guys share blood. Like, you could have the most perfect family ever, but somewhere inside, internally, there's always going to be issues. Yeah. With some siblings, with some... In laws, someone yeah, someone's gonna have an issue, because that's just the way humans are, right? Good point. We always have a problem with something. So, like I said last night, I was like, I was with my friends until like six or seven a.m. We were playing FIFA all night, right? We were just speaking about the most deep stuff ever. <laughs> yeah. So there was this one point in between where we was we were talking about what the problems with human beings is, like why do we face so many problems? Why can't we just live in peace? Mm-hmm. And sort of the conclusion that we reached is we don't let each other live our own lives. Mm. Like if someone has some specific belief, so if someone has some specific lifestyle and someone else has something else, they're going to fight mm. just for the sake of it. Yeah, And it's the same for families because after all, who makes families? Human beings. Mm. So no matter where you go, you're going to find problems in families. When it comes to siblings, I think they just don't realize how lucky they are I I want to say kids these days, but I mean, I'm, a, I'm still a kid myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Uh, but yeah, kids these days, they just they don't realize how good they have it. Actually, having a sibling. Like I know people who are only child, only yeah. children, right? And they've never known the joy of having a sibling. And I always feel bad for them, thinking, well, that sucks. Yeah. Like, sounds like a you problem, but man, <laughs> it sucks. That's uh, an issue. Like couldn't couldn't be me. Couldn't be Skill me. Skill issue. <laughs> Um, but the thing is when I see these, these kids who have like, they're like, oh yeah, I know I hate my brother. We barely talk. Oh, I hate my sister. Blah, blah, blah. It pisses me off. Hmm. I'm going to be honest because I have a, I'd say a borderline perfect relationship with my brother. Yeah. We've had our ups and downs, but the thing is you need to know how to pull through that. True. So there are points where I'm like, I'm shouting at him. I'm like, I hate you. (laughs) "Eh," Yeah. All of that stuff. Uh, have you seen Star Wars by any chance?
0: I've watched the first... Well, they go all over the place. I saw yeah. the first you seven.
1: Reve- so you've seen Revenge of the Sith? Yes, which one's that? The one where Anakin gets his legs cut off. Yes, three. Yes,
0: three. Technically four. Technically the six. F- technically six? Yeah. Sorry. Three of the reboot trilogy. Yes. So no, technically...
1: Three of the prequel trilogy.
0: Prequel, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Technically
1: six. So there are moments where it's like... I'm Obi Wan, he's Anakin, or the opposite. Yeah, yeah. we're just we're, we've we've gone through this whole phase of being super close to each other, then all of a sudden we're fighting to the death. Yeah, but then it doesn't end in pain. Doesn't the way end in Darth Vader. Does. It doesn't end in <laughs> Darth Vader. It just ends in back to being Obi Wan and Anakin right, again. Right, I'd say he's Obi Wan because he's the other one. True,
0: yeah. true. Are you uh you're a big Star Wars fan?
1: I am, very big.
0: Oh, there we got merch. <laughs> we got merch. Do <laughs> <There> the camera <laughs> see it? Show. There we go. Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. Very big Star Wars fan. I recently acquired a lightsaber. A real one. A real one. Could, well I could kill people. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? If you hit them hard enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hasn't tested it yet. Don't make him test it.
0: That's uh that's funny. Like who got you into that? Is that like your your dad got you into that? Probably. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. he used to watch Star Wars when like when he was a kid, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's not that interested in it anymore. No. But if I'm watching at home, I'm like, sit with me. Watch. Yeah, yeah. I want you to see this. Yeah. Uh so the first two seasons of the Mandalorian, because season 3 just released so okay. first two seasons released when i was still getting back into star wars right cuz i had watched the watched all the movies as a kid and then when disney released the trilogy at that point i wasn't into it mm. and then i was like okay i need to watch this all again cuz i don't remember anything cuz there
0: were yeah there were a bunch of movies i yeah. saw like okay so yeah there's the first 3 then the next 3 then they came back with like star wars it technically 7 it was eight, and 9. yeah 789
1: and then yeah. what was there? There's some weird ones after that too. It Rogue like... One and Solo, yeah. Okay. And there's more coming out. So, okay, the way it works is chronologically, it's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. But the whole thing is when George Lucas announced his like plans for Star Wars, it was in, I think, 1970, I'm not sure, okay. when the first movie came out, he released three movies, which was A New Hope. I forgot the second one's name. <laughs> and... I forgot the third one's name. That's actually crazy. <laughs> the thing is, I always refer to them as four, five, and six. Right, right. Um. So, yeah, he released those three, and it was not called episode four, or five, or six then. They were renamed in, I think, 1990 or so, oh, okay. when the prequel trilogy came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. which was about Luke Skywalker's dad and his life story. Mm-hmm. So, Luke Skywalker, of course, was the main character for the first three. So, the first three, which is Phantom Menace, Empire Strikes Back, and... Revenge of the Sith. That's when they got the names as well. Episode one, two, three, And the first three, like the original three movies, were renamed. Yeah. 4, 5, and 6. And then when the sequel trilogy came out, it was just 7, eight, 9. The sequel trilogy was...
0: Top-notch. No, trash. Yeah. trash. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought you were ready to do like <laughs> no, Italian. No, yeah. no, no.
1: <laughs> the sequel trilogy was trash. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's tough. So, I mean, this is in a Star Wars sense. You got aliens. You got... What is it called? What's the What's the dude that says it's a trap? It's a fish, right? It's like an alien oh, fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's like he's like a frog, more like.
0: He's a frog, yeah. Do you believe in aliens in real life? In In the universe, in the world that we're living in,
1: galaxies. What are we talking? Are we talking like it's a trap? Aliens? No, or we're, we're we not. <laughs> we're not talking. Oh, are we talking like life?
0: Like just extraterrestrial beings? Yes.
1: You believe in that? I don't believe that. Like, they, they're somewhere. I believe that they can be somewhere.
0: Because
1: mm. I can't say that they are. Right. I don't know for sure. Right. That's... A, okay, I, I... Okay. I don't know if I should say this. It's kind of religious. No, that's fine. Yeah. So, basically, there's people who believe in God, right? Yep. We don't have proof that God exists. Yep. Now, I, I, even I don't know what I believe. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if one day there was proof that a higher power created the Big Bang. Right, right. Whatever. Right. They, like, yeah. Of course science is what leads to all of this happening but what was before the big bang
0: that's that's the exactly I'm the so question I'm so confused I don't get it That's exactly what the question was, because yeah. I I never like I never considered myself atheist or like religious in that sense I didn't really have much of a belief be- like for a long time I would say I was agnostic which is like you don't you believe that it can never be known Yeah
1: that's what that's what I am basically Right yeah
0: so um I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying I, I was saying so like yeah well the Big Bang started the mm. the universe and then he was like well what came before that and mm. I was like this and then blah 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 and then eventually you just get to a point where you keep asking what came before that exactly. And it's just like
1: because it had to something have has started to start. somewhere yeah like, where did we come from exactly that's that's why I I don't believe that there is extraterrestrial life I mean there has to be mm-hmm. but again I don't have proof right so actually, you know what? I, I take it back. I definitely believe somewhere. There I, has I do. To be. There has I, to I be. also do. At least if not at this very moment, at some point there has been, or there will be,
0: e- even at this very moment, like I've seen definitely. YouTube videos. When you watch YouTube videos of like, there, there's some that say like, this is how small we are. It's like a little The size comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they grow and there's like a sun that's like, or a star that's like a hundred times yeah, the size yeah. of the sun. Something crazy. And those like are this. like the
1: small ones as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they get giant, whatever. Um, it's impossible. That this is, we're the only thing. There's no way. That Like, what are the odds there's of that? Absolutely
1: no way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. the thing as well is, like, people try to prove that there's no extraterrestrial life by saying, oh, we sent out signals, blah, blah, blah. Bruh. <laughs> so what? Bruh. You can't signal. You got left on scene. There's deal is, with it. There's, isn't the universe, like, constantly expanding? Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> life could be being created right now. We could have a big bang and, like, we could have a different universe. yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing. We don't know. Yeah. There is life somewhere out there. There has to be. Because if there isn't, wow, we really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's, like, that's we, we were granted something special and we completely, completely messed it up. Can I swear? Yeah, no. Yeah, we f***ed <laughs> up. Really bad. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to think about. It's, uh, I don't know. There was, a, what was that movie? I, I didn't watch it. The Truman Show. Have you seen that? Yeah. Where it's like different. It, it's pretty much the idea that there are, different versions of you in the universe because mm. like if the universe is constantly and infinitely expanding then just statistical odds there's going to be another moksh on a different planet right mm, probably yeah That that is I'm not completely saying that's 0% that I believe less so in but mm. it's, it's just interesting to think
1: about yeah it is it's just it's just theories everywhere that we don't we I don't think we can ever prove yeah it's the same thing as like being agnostic yeah, yeah. you can't say for sure but I mean maybe mm-hmm. who knows it it's also in you know everything everywhere all at once. What is that? It's the it's the movie that won like a ton of Oscars. Okay, okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't see it. Uh, I've saw it very recently, like just a couple months ago. Yeah. So it's the same theory. It's just the whole multiverse thing where there's like there's one guy right, and then there's a different version of that guy in a different reality, mm-hmm. or like it's like Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of movies about that, and I think. Like, when you, when you watch those movies, it's, like, fun and all. It's a, f- it's a nice concept. But is it true? Who knows? That's true. Sure. It's, it's hard just, to say. It's just, when you start to really think about it, it just sends you into, like, this uncontrollable spiral of an existential crisis. Yeah. And it's just too heavy to process. Yeah. No, you're right. It's...
0: I like thinking about these deep, like, kind of philosophical ideas. No, same. It's It's... I don't know. It's interesting. I I don't know if I will ever find a a religion, I guess. I think the scary thing with me, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but the idea that most of the religions, if if all the religions are claiming to be right and they contradict each other, that means that most of them are wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, I I mean, I guess, like, again, they all tie back to, I guess, this idea of a God, Hmm. but it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because a lot of a lot of bad comes has come from religion, but overall, I think religion is a very good thing for the world. And I think that in a lot of parts of the world if there was no religion, it would be absolute chaos. Hmm. So, even if even if there are people who don't believe in God, you can't reject the idea of God because if you have a a, a nation that god is making them act righteously hmm. then the, it's still a real force you know what i mean yeah because it, it's like, the idea it is the idea at the end of the day like you can't reject the idea hmm. so it's uh yeah it's very interesting if we circle back to intramurals intramurals yeah did, did you guys yeah. win anything <sighs> was it a tough end tough end of the season it was hard
1: for us yes it's hard for us yes. yeah. we, were, we were this close this close to greatness what, what division? division 3 open okay. soccer yeah, yeah. Um, we were 2-0 up at halftime in the semi-final ah. 10 seconds into the second half our player threatens to punch someone and he gets a red card oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Damn. Um, we conceded because basically the way it works is in 6v6 six six intramuros if you get a red card for 5 minutes you're 5 players down and then you can bring someone else back on mm-hmm. Because when you only have five players, it gets even, it's much tougher. So in that five minutes where we had five players on the field, we conceded. Mm. Now, I'm the goalkeeper. So I was in the goal for the first half. Yeah. And what we had decided was, because of the rule that they told us, is that whoever's <laughs> on the field when the clock runs out, like the full-time whistle blows, yeah. they have to participate in penalties. You cannot make substitutions after that. Right. So the captain, great guy, his name's Vidang, shout out Vidang, <laughs> Um. He's also from Vic, of course. Yeah, he told me he's like, okay, I want you to come off. I want to give the other guy time to play in this game because if it, if the game's gonna go into penalties, I'm gonna bring you on in the end. Right. So I want him to play for for a while. Yes, we were five. We were one man down. We had five players on the field, but like, I didn't concede. Mm. So like, I don't blame myself for that because we conceded twice before I came back on, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. So at that point when we were five. F- five men on the field we conceded once we scored again after we got our one guy back yeah obviously not the guy who got carded no no he was (laughs) he was about to leave we had to convince him to stay he was like okay stay support the team right it's fine um and then we conceded another one and that was right when i was about to go on so he's like there's three minutes left i want you to go on now yeah but we have to wait for the ball to go out of play right and the ball went out of play because the ball went into the goal. So <laughs> yeah, that right. was a problem. Yeah. So now it's 3-2. We, we have two minutes left and they scored in like the last 10, 15 seconds. Damn. And we lost on penalties. That's tough. Yeah. Last 10, 15 seconds. Damn. This close. That's a heartbreaker. This close. I feel bad for even bringing that up again. <laughs> I'm, trying no, to, it's, um, I'm sure you're trying to forget about it. Yeah, no. Our top player, our best striker, scored, I think, three hat-tricks. Three oh, a- yeah, he scored four goals in the first game nice. and one assist he is French, right? Okay. So for him, the World Cup final was painful. Right, yeah, absolutely. 3-3 penalties, disaster. Mm-hmm. And this one was also painful, 3-3 penalties, disaster. <laughs> yeah. So after the game, he's just like, bro, every time a game ends 3-3, I'm just going to get PTSD. Flashbacks,
0: yeah. That's tough.
1: He, he has a pre-game routine, in fact, where, I don't know, Do you have? did you see the final? I watched chance? the final, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the chance that France had right at the very end? Like, what do you mean? Oh, uh... Yes, it was literally the last second.
0: Like yeah, there yeah. were three
1: minutes added on. It was after the third minute.
0: Yeah, I I can I can't picture. I had, I remember the, the feeling though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they had a big chance. Yeah. Every time before a game, he watches that clip, <laughs> just to get himself in the mode. and it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. That's yeah, it's, it's it. just I just think that you know, like soccer or like any sport. I don't like calling it soccer, by the way. Football. I just don't want to put it out <laughs> there. It's yeah. football. It's not <laughs> soccer. Um. Yeah, football yeah. And, or any sport has a very big impact on our lives in all manners. Like It, it leads you to be more disciplined. It leads you to be more vigorous. It leads you to be more professional even, I would say. Mm. But then on the other spectrum, you're more aggressive. You're more passionate. You have more desire. So I think there's not a single bad thing that sports give us. However, when it comes to other people, mm. I know for a fact that some people take it way too far. Right. Yeah. Like, they'll get pissed just because you support a different club. Like, <laughs> England fans, they were, they were like, they were jumping Italy fans after they Jeez. lost the <laughs> Euro final. I heard about that. yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: like you said, with the, it makes fans, like, I guess fans particularly more aggressive and that type of stuff. It's it's like, no, people take it seriously. Mm. It's yeah. it's like, some people's livelihoods yeah. based on their team, which like it's 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 cool, but yeah, you gotta keep it under control. Exactly. Because like I mean even as a player, you get more aggressive. Like especially depending on the sport. Like I play hockey hmm. and that Oh, that's very good. That is a physical yeah. sport, right? I mean People our sucker punch each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our league obviously has those like course, rules you yeah. can't do that. You have to get sued or something. Yeah. But like yeah, no, in the NHL it's just like you could oh, have yeah, boxing yeah. matches and the refs are just like, let them fight, <laughs> let them go. <laughs> So, uh, no, back to my point, sorry, is that you can learn to be aggressive, but to learn, sorry, you can, sports can make you aggressive, but you also have to learn to control it in that sense, Hmm. because in a lot of scenarios in life, like the ability to be aggressive can come in very useful, I guess, just, you know, protecting yourself in bad situations, protecting others. But if you can't, Control it. If you don't have it under control, if you're just gonna be like the Hulk, rage anytime, yeah, yeah. turn like green, then it's uh, that's, that's it when it gets dangerous. Itself. Yeah, that's
1: when it yeah. gets dangerous. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been uh, this has been a good talk. Appreciate you coming on. Any, I appreciate you having me. Any final closing thoughts for the, the Vic people?
1: For the Vic people,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, stay fresh.
0: <laughs> 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can see Moke at. We'll check it on Instagram. We'll tag them or something. You'll see the post. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for listening, watching, and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate well, it. Hope, it was, uh, hope you had a good time. Hope it was fun. I
1: did. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing come yeah. together. Yeah, absolutely.